0: What's up? What's up? You are now listening to FY Fly, the podcast. And I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy. And we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you.
1: I'm trying to give me a bag, right? I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a
0: bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. What's up? What's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to FY Fly the podcast. My name's Hassan Thomas, aka CEO Sonny, Primetime Junior, baby. And I'm here with the big general, Remy G. What's up, bro? How you feeling?
2: What's up? What's up, man? You already know I'm feeling good. Let's get it.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. Well here at FYI Fly, we like to start off the show with a meaningful quote about money. And y'all notice the show about financial literacy and financial literacy at its simplest is understanding not only how to budget your money, but being able to save and grow your money effectively and efficiently. So today my quote comes from Barbara Mitchell. College is a part of American dream. It shouldn't be a financial nightmare for families. So today we are talking about student debt, how to avoid it, and what are some ways to minimize the amount of loans you plan on taking out.
2: And if you're already dealing with student loan debt, we're going to touch on a few things you should be doing to eliminate that balance.
0: Yes, sir. So let's get active. (laughs) Student debt, as we know, is one of our nation's largest problems. Student loans can be crippling for a college graduate without a plan. And that's the biggest thing, having a plan of attack for those loans. That's why when I added the college debt eliminator to my app that will be coming out soon, I had the millions of people with student loan debt in mind, including myself. I wanted to add a feature in my app where you could type in the amount of loans you owe and the app would automatically calculate how long it would take to pay back that loan. So you can guess what? Have a plan. Because graduating with the mountain of debt is not what I want for myself, so you know I don't want it for y'all. We in this together.
2: Nah, for real, bro. You wasn't capping. Graduating with too much debt tends to delay important events like buying a car, house, getting married, having children, and even saving for your own retirement.
0: So what are some ways we can reduce the amount of loans we may need to take out?
2: The number one way is to file for that fafsa this is the best way because it's literally free money based on your household income now fafsa is first come first served so it's best to jump on it as soon as the application opens up and you get that little email
0: fafsa usually opens up in the beginning of october and ends at the end of june so be sure to check the schools that you're applying to to make sure you're well ahead of their specific deadlines
2: yes sir so another way is to save up as much money as possible before you hit the college scene now let's be honest i understand everyone's situation is different But usually, if you're in high school, you shouldn't have to pay for that much.
0: I know you want to look the flyest in high school, but truth be told, when you get to college, everybody walks around in hoodies and sweats anyways. And then we may get a little drippy for the weekend. But, hey, bro, some folks feel like they don't have enough or make enough money to save. And I'm here to tell you that's capped.
2: Nah, for real, that's capped out. If you can make money, you can save money. Period. We just got to prioritize better.
0: Facts. But there are a few more ways our fly folks can avoid or reduce those student loans, huh?
2: Yeah. Also, a lot more states are offering free admission to community college for two years, which only leaves you with two years of college expenses.
0: That's huge, bro. Cutting your expenses down literally in half.
2: Yeah, for example, these states allow for tuition-free admission to community college. Maryland, Rhode Island, Oregon, California, Tennessee.
0: So now let's talk about if you do have student loans, how are you going to pay them back? Well, I can tell you one way you're not going to pay off those student loans, or any debt actually, is by only paying the minimum balance. When you pay the minimum balance, this allows debt collectors to keep adding on that interest.
2: Hold on now. That's compounding interest, huh?
0: Facts. Like we said before, let's earn interest, not pay on it. So if you can, try to pay a little extra on those monthly payments. But make sure to tell the collector or the loan servicer to apply that extra money to the current billing cycle so they don't apply to the next month's payment.
2: Also, if you had an option, apply for auto pay. We're human and make mistakes. By having auto pay, you'll never forget to pay on that loan, which if you did, would have slapped that credit.
0: No cap. Last but not least, look into the income-driven repayment plan option. I was actually just approved for this plan like two weeks ago. So the pros to an income-driven repayment plan are payments are much lower than your original offer. Now, there are some cons, because it's always some, huh, G-Man? Yeah, so. But like I was saying, the con is longer repayment times. Usually, the government will give you a plan that will have your debt paid off in 10 years. This plan could increase your repayment time to 20 to 25 years. Personally, I chose the income-driven repayment plan because I'll tell them what I'm going to pay monthly. Y'all ain't finna tell me how much I'm going to pay. It don't work like that, brother.
2: I swear. But, son, I think you forgot a key strategy, bro.
0: Talk to me, General.
2: So, depending on your situation, another good option is refinancing your loans, which is renegotiating the previous loan for a newly financed loan, which usually comes with lower interest rates and a shorter repayment period, so you can pay the debt off faster. Now, just like you said, of course there's a catch with that. Your monthly payment will be a little higher. So it all depends on knowing your situation and making the best play possible.
0: You heard it first from Mr. Make-A-Play himself. Now we're going to take a quick break with our sponsor, GuapCoin, and be right back at you. This episode of FY Fly is being brought to you by GuapCoin. GuapCoin is a decentralized digital coin founded by people of color that can be traded between peers instantly. GuapCoin is fast, secure, and highly scalable. Now, Guapcoin is for everybody, but their primary mission is to uplift those economic communities that have been left out of the cryptocurrency revolution. For more information, visit guapcoin.org or email tevans at guapcoin.com. DM us a question at FYFly on Instagram or Facebook for your chance to win 100 Guapcoins. We will be choosing four lucky winners to receive 100 Guapcoins apiece. Stay safe, stay invested, and stay Guapped up. What's up, what's up, FY Fly listeners? I am here with Mr. Lawrence Kane Jr. Tell us more about yourself, man, your background.
1: Man, thanks for having me, first of all, bro. This is definitely an honor, man. During this pandemic, people are still creating, man, so it's a a good time. A little bit about me, man, CEO of Abundance University, which is a financial literacy and financial coaching organization. We help both teenagers as well as adults achieve their financial success. I'm also the author of two books, Money Seeds 30 Financial Principles as well as Money Seeds' 15 Business Principles. And, uh, man, husband, married with three <laughs> kids, bro, and, okay. and just uh, somebody who loved my people.
0: Man, I feel that. I feel that. So, speaking of that book, what is the most important lesson that you feel like you put in that book?
1: Whew, that, man, that's a very good question. I've, <laughs> I've never been asked that in that way. I think the, the, the biggest piece is that we control our finances. And that mm. our finances and society should never control how we move, right? I think everybody mm. has a goal in mind with their finances, uh, mm. a goal in, in how they want to live their life. And that should always be the driving point. It should never be what's going on around you. It should always be what's going on within you. And and the main principle in the, in the book Out of the 30 that I embody every day is judge each day not by its harvest but by the seeds you sow into it. So that that's, that's the biggest uh, takeaway for me, man.
0: That's a real good quote. So can you elaborate on that quote? Your finances will change once you take your emotions out of your finances.
1: For sure. So a lot of people are emotional when it comes to their finances. They will look at their credit score. And if it's mm-hmm. not where they think it should be, if it takes a dive in the wrong direction their emotions get the best of them i'm i'm unemotional i don't you know me and my wife are polar opposites she's mm-hmm. emotional when it comes to money when it comes to our financial situation you know she may look at her her student loans and it's a high number right mm-hmm. she has her masters she has a high number of uh, a student loan balance I don't care about that because I I know I can control being able to make money, to be able to pay off the things Mm -hmm. faster than what our, you know, the previous generation did. Right. -hmm. There's some people that literally think that they're going to die while still owing student loans. And that's just something that I told myself I would never do because you we pass down things to the next generation and debt will not be something that i pass down to my children and my children's children it will be assets it -hmm. will be principles it will be resources it will be relationships and again notice i didn't say anything about me being emotional that's just me being passionate and Mm -hmm. i think two people misconstrue both of those they think that their passion is really their emotions And it's not the case. You know, I I keep your passion high, but keep them emotions low. So when things don't go your way, you know, you may get fired from a job. You may, you know, we're in a pandemic right now as we're recording this. People's Mm. lives are different, right? Good or bad. But if you keep your emotions in check, if you focus on sticking to your principles, do what works for you, stay around people uh, that actually value you and not just value what you can do for them then that's how you get to your next level. And that's what we've experienced since the pandemic. Because again, I'm, I'm just unemotional when it comes to, to finances. And that's what I teach my clients to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So piggybacking off that debt you were speaking of, how are you and your wife planning to pay those off? And do y'all have any tips for our listeners on paying debt off faster?
1: Yeah, so we're currently doing the debt snowball method. So for those who don't know what the debt snowball method is, that's when you line up all of your debt balances from least to greatest, and you pay off that, that smallest debt first, and then you use however much. Let's say that you were paying $125 a month on that specific debt.
2: Mm-hmm. Once
1: you pay it off, now you put that $125 on the next debt on top of the minimum balance payment that you were already paying for it. So just to give you a, a real life example, I paid off my car note. Mm. Earlier this year, before right before the pandemic hit, we used that money to then put on a student loan that I had, and we just paid that off last month. Now mm. we have $285 just from those two payments that we were paying. Now we're going to put it, that 285 onto the next lo- you know, lowest debt in our thing. So we're just going to debt snowball it on out. So you can go, I think, Investopedia- bank rate, all of these different websites have a debt snowball calculator. So if you're listening to this, you have debt, put your debt in those debt snowball calculators and see what happens if you debt snowball your debt and put an extra $50 on it. You'll look, most people get debt free eight to 10 years faster than they would if they just made their regular payments.
0: All right, snowball method, the snowball method, I Had to write that down. So, you know, growing up, man, I've always heard to avoid like credit cards and things like that. So how do you feel about credit cards? Give us some advice on those.
1: For sure. So for credit cards, you need it to build your credit, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to use it to build your credit. When I was growing up. When you're 18, 19 years old, there was nothing that could build payment history other than a credit card or getting a car note. Mm -hmm. Most of us were in college, so we weren't getting cars. Some of us back in the day were getting cars, paying for cars cash. My mama used to tell me, don't get no car note. So Mm -hmm. when you get a credit card in 2020, that helps you with your credit utilization. There's an actual company called Self Lender. That you can get a self lender account, you pay $50, 25 to $50 a month for either 12 months or 24 months, those payments. Will be reported to your credit to all three credit bureaus as loan payments that will build the payment history. And after the 12 months or the 24 months, whichever one you choose, Mm -hmm. you now get all of that money back and any interest that it accrued because they put it in a CD for you. So now you just gain payment history, credit history, and you didn't have to pay interest to get that. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was growing up, If you use your credit card, most people carry the balance because they told you so, and now you're accruing interest on money that you probably had the cash, but you were so focused on trying to build your credit that Mm -hmm. you you kept that balance, and it hurt a lot of people. So now in 2020, we don't have to worry about doing that. You can use self-lender. You can get you a credit card. You don't have to use the credit card. Just activate it and put it away and you know just continue to focus on your cash flow because you can have an 850 credit score and be broke so it's best that you focus on getting assets and and generating as much money as you can to live the life that you want
0: man that's funny that you said something about self because i literally opened a self lender account june 23rd i got back my first statement july 23rd and my credit score rose like 32 points
1: And you ain't have to do no, you ain't, and that money is coming back to you. It's a forced savings account. (laughs)
0: Like it's so so. (laughs) amazing.
1: So amazing, man. And we actually have a bank here in Cincinnati that does Mm. the same thing that I I use. I have, I have my business accounts with them. So when we do workshops, Mm. that bank sponsors some of our our workshops and and they, I, I make sure that they, they promote that because it's a phenomenal way to build. Your credit without again going into debt and you mm. can save some little bread man that can be vacation money
0: definitely 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 man so can you give us some tips about saving man we we, we can make this money but how, <laughs> how are we gonna how are we gonna save it and, and grow it i think you have to
1: start with the goal the end goal in mind and then reverse engineer it. so let's say you mm. want to save like a lot of people, like, hey, I just I want to save a thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you do destination, navigation, and intensity. This is a this is a concept from one of my my brothers here in Cincinnati, Carlton Collins. So, destination is where do you want to be, which is again a thousand dollars. Navigation is how will you get there, meaning you're gonna save money. Intensity is how soon do you want to arrive. So. Mm-hmm. You give yourself the deadline. Maybe you say you want to save a thousand dollars in two months. Then that means you have to save five hundred dollars a month, which yeah. means you might have to make a hundred twenty. You might have to save one hundred twenty-five dollars a week. How am I gonna make the hundred twenty-five dollars every week? Well, now I start to get in my bag. All right, that means I need to sell five Invest in Black Women shirts. Mm-hmm. That means I need to DoorDash five times you know, every three days, you know, to, Mm. to get that. So you start, so you start with the goal, but then you, you go back to the seeds, right? One of the principles in my, my book is the seed is always smaller than the harvest. So Mm. we want to save money and that's the harvest, but the seed is making sure I pack my lunch instead of going out to eat every, every day. Maybe it's, I'm going to cut, like, if you got cable right now, Turn this off and (laughs) and cancel that. Like, Uh, cancel that ASAP. Like, get you you a fire stick. You know what I'm saying? Start looking at what you're spending your money on. Cut where you can. But, again, have that plan. Start saying, and automate it. Automate it. One of my clients, she wants to save $250 a month. Automate it. Every other Friday, it automatically transfers $125 to her savings account so she doesn't even have to think about it it's not a that way you're not talking yourself out of saving you already said you wanted to save and what saving does it tells you that it's more money that will come but when we get into this mindset where we feel like we can't save you're telling yourself that you don't believe that you're a money machine you don't believe Mm -hmm. that you're a money magnet and you don't believe that you deserve financial happiness start saving and, and start making more money, start generating more money so that it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing. If if you want to save an extra $5,000 this year, mm. make an extra 10000 That way you don't feel like, oh, man, I had to cut back on game nights. I had to cut back on this. And we're in a pandemic. Like, man, you shouldn't be spent. Like, everybody should be at a point where they understand where they want to be, where they need to be, and, and how do they fill in the gap.
0: I feel that. Man, we got to, I know, but we got to touch on them shirts, man. I'm... <laughs>
1: yeah, man. So, so back in 2018, I started an apparel part of Abundance University, and our flagship shirt is Invest in Black Women. That's what it says on it. And this shirt, um, a lot of people, obviously, were teaching financial empowerment, but it's, for, for this specific shirt, it's bigger than finances. It's energy, right? Black women mm. are the backbone to everything that goes on in the world. You look at right. culture, fashion, finances, everything that happens, man, that black women, they run. and But they also are tired of having to carry us along this journey. So when, when I started it, I thought of all of the women who have poured into me. If it wasn't for a black woman, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for a black woman, I wouldn't have my business you know Mm -hmm. i had a situation where you know we had a black woman as one of our advisors and she told us we need to start using our gifts and and creating companies off of it Mm -hmm. come back with a business plan like i ain't never heard that ain't no guy ain't no entrepreneur male and i'm around them too they ain't never tell me do that so Mm -hmm. you know i think about my aunts my mama my daughters you know, my, my black female teachers like mm. that always loved on me and always believed in me. And I said, that's what we're go- that's the statement. So, yeah, if you got the money, invest in them, you know what I mean? And and support them. But ultimately, it's energy, it's support, it's protection. You know, mm. it's give them the same value that they give you. You know what I mean? Because they didn't ask for that to be held to such a high standard. You know, we know about the pay inequality that women face and black women specifically face in corporate America. But they, we also know that black women get to six figures in their business faster than any other race and, and gender, you know, mm-hmm. in the world. So that that's where it comes from. I mean, I'm, I'm just thankful, man. And I, th- I think, you know, for me as a black man who's married to a black woman who has black daughters, you know, when I look back 30 years from now, I, I know I, I made a mark and, and I set the tone for anybody who uh, says they love black women. Don't just love them because what they can do for you. Uh, love them for who they really are. You know what I mean? And, and really yeah. protect them. Like I just love supporting women because they deserve it, not because I don't feel guilty or I don't like I. I value yeah. them. You know what I mean? So it's just one of them things, man. And I'm very I'm very appreciative of the love that i've been given and i continue to get from black women and i'm gonna always ride for them no matter what and i will never publicly disrespect a black woman ever you know what i'm saying so that's just where i'm at
0: and i'm glad you touched on you know that wage gap because so i was about to ask you do you have any you know encouraging words for those women that are out there working harder than their male counterparts and still not getting their fair share
1: man start your own business i mean and, and you know continue to work and continue to persevere but but ultimately, man, you gotta you gotta build your own and get around people that, that really value you. There, there there's a lot of opportunity in in the entrepreneur space, the small business space for your gifts, for your talents. Mm. And you just have to keep plugging away. Corporate America is dominated by white men. So mm. I'm not you know, I'm gonna play by your rules, but I'm also gonna make my own game. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's what we're doing with you know, entrepreneurship is very, very hot right now. And yeah. it, it's not hot because it's cool. It's hot because we're tired of getting told no. We're tired right. of, of, of having to feel like we have to work twice as hard to, to get what you're getting and mm. you don't do nothing for it. You know what I mean? You just show up and you have a little fancy degree. You know what I mean? In a bow tie. Like, nah, we ain't know that no more. Like, we, we we about to show you the value. Again, I told the story uh, on social media today. You know, mm-hmm. I was my, my business started because my company that I was working for did not want to create a position for me where I can do exactly what I'm doing in my business right now. Mm-hmm. And they told me no, so I started my own brand. You know what I mean? And, and eventually, they let me go. And... I, I ain't looked back since, and I have yeah. I still have friends that work for that company, and they're like, man, I'm glad you left because you would never be as far as you are now if you would have stuck here, stayed there. So, you know, for my black women and for just black people in general, man, we just got to build with the builders and, mm-hmm. and always always stick to your, you know, bet on yourself, bet on yourself right now. You, yo, you know what you want you know what you're capable of and you know what it's gonna mean when you actually get it so keep mm-hmm. that energy every single day sow seeds every single day take time to reflect take a break if you need to take a vacation day if you need to don't let your limits limit you you know what I mean and just continue to to be the person who you know you need to be for the people who who, who need you the most
0: big facts big facts. So what do you think holds back people from starting businesses?
1: Um, the fear of change. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. I don't think they fear failure. I don't think, fail, you know, pe- people talk about failure all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think that's the case. I think because most people don't like voluntary change.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, most people like the back against the wall change. to yeah. where it's like, well, I, got, I, I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, But when you start going into, I've been at this job for four, five years, and I'm really not satisfied, so let me do something else. It's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you, you got to do things outside of your comfort zone. Like, I don't like making phone calls. I just don't because mm-hmm. I spent so much time on the phone in corporate America. But mm-hmm. I know in order for me to get to where I need to be, I need to be on the phone more. You know, so yeah. you have to get out your own way. Again, use use the downtime that you have and and that a lot of people don't want to do that. They get off the job, they just they, they need the, they need that mental break. But every time I got frustrated with my job, I put that energy into my business. You know what I mean? And and that's that's how I was able to get the credibility I have now. You know, again, we wrote. I've, I've written two books in the last three years, working on the third one. That wouldn't have happened if I didn't channel that energy of instead of being bitter at them and mad that they didn't create for me. Mm. I don't have any excuses on why I can't create. You know, and, and some people like to have that crutch. Like you yeah. don't want change. They want a crut. They people want a crutch so they can be like, well, if this won't happen, I'll be this. Like, yeah. take that crutch away and just do it. You know what I mean? My, my wife don't don't care what I'm thinking about. She care what I'm executing on. I can give her all the ideas of what I plan on doing. But until she see that money hit the account, until mm. I tell her, like, look, we just got another contract with a school, she don't care about none of that theory stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we got to get out of that imagination phase.
0: Facts. Facts. We got to do it. We just got to do it. We can't be talking about it, man. We mm-hmm. just got to do it. So one question a lot of younger people have problems do is sticking to a budget. So how Mm -hmm. can, how can you got some tips on, you know, how we can really stick and set our budgets?
1: Absolutely. So first of all, they, you know, once your app happen, that's going to be something you put in there.
0: Big facts. You know
1: what I mean? But so instead of just looking at your balance, look at, you know, your spending habits, you Mm. know, write down, write down what you spend money on. I I write down everything that's due. Me and my Mm. wife we have financial conversations and you might have to get a financial accountability Mm -hmm. partner if you can't afford a financial coach. So I I help people with this, right? If -hmm. you're listening to this, if you need a financial coach, get with me, you know, but if you can't afford, if you go on my website and you see the prices and you can't afford it, that's okay because you still can hang with people that are in tune with their finances that y'all can start having no conversations there's people that that the same discipline it takes to go to the gym every day to go to work every day is the same discipline to budget every day you know and to stick to your stick to what put your money where your goals are so Mm. yeah you might want to party today but but it could stop you from getting a house five years from now Mm. you know unless you actually execute at a high level. So you got to execute on that budget by right making sure you know where your money is going. Every dollar counts. Right. Just because you might, you know, some people get a, a bonus check when, you know, mm-hmm. usually is they, they pay, they fall and it's three. They get three checks in one month as opposed to two. They yeah. all get an extra check. It's not an extra check. They factor that into your salary. So mm. you have to stop doing extra stuff with that. You gotta plan accordingly. And again, just boss up. Like, mm. ma- like everybody wants to be grown till it's time to <laughs> execute on the budget. Like I don't get it. You yeah. have to stick to it. Set your price points. You know, I have price points and stuff. I'm not paying more than $25 for some pants. I don't care if it's jeans, joggers, shorts, hoop shorts. I'm not paying more than $25 right now because my I have goal, My goals are more important than me being fly. And I know we, we talk about being fly. I'm going to be fly, but I'm going to be fly on my budget. I'm going to be yeah. balling with a budget. I'm not yeah. balling on a budget. I'm balling with my budget. So I'm going to show you how I'm going to be fresh. While still being in within my means. So that's that's one thing that you do. And then you check it. You can't mm. just set like alright this is what I spend. It's not a budget is not just looking at what you spend money on. It's what mm. you plan on doing with the savings. Doing with the extra money. Doing with like you may you may be Cash flow positive, but because your bills fall at a certain time, you end mm. up having to use your credit card because you're not planning ahead. You don't, some people don't know when all of their bills come out. Me and my wife have a spreadsheet. My business due dates on my automatic stuff are on there as well mm. as my personal, as well as my wife's. And we have joint accounts. So she see everything that I got to pay for. So we, we plan accordingly and it, and it causes me because I only Again, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm I don't work for anybody. I'm literally like, okay, this is how much we got to spend this month. Let me go make sure I do the work to make mm. sure that we pay these bills and to make sure we live the life that we want to live right now, and still planning for the next few, you know, the next few years, you know. So that's the main thing when it comes to budgeting. You just gotta, you just gotta boss up, man. Quit being scared. Quit being uh, childish, and, and, and get to it.
0: Simple as that. Proper preparation prevents poor performance, no? Facts. Fact. And it's really funny that you you know said something, you know, about the not paying 25 over some jeans cuz I used to do that. I used to do the exact same thing when I was younger. Mm-hmm. When I went to when I went to Ross for back to school shopping, yeah. I said the shirts is not over 9.99, mom, and the jeans is not over
1: 20. I'm Facts. It, and I, that's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. And it ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You know, you, you being you being very, very financially mature. And there's a lot of financially immature people you mm. know what I mean? In, in this world. And you got to understand it's not about right now. It's about where do, do you ultimately want to be? Mm-hmm. Everybody can try to say that they happy with where they at. And and I get that. Like, I, I it's good to be grateful and Content, but when you say you want certain things, when you put that out there, you want that house, you want that car, you want to start taking vacations, you want to mm. start doing X, Y, Z. That's on you now. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not. Ain't nobody tell you to want that car. Like I want a Tesla. I looked at the price range. It's between and forty thousand and ninety thousand. I want the ninety thousand one. I'm like, shoot, what? What do I need to do to get the ninety? Because yeah. It got third row seating. I got three kids. Like, <laughs> I don't just want. Like, I gotta think of them now. At first, mm. yeah, the forty thousand dollar one was cool, but it don't fit my whole family. Right. So I'm not about to, you know, if people with got kids and be driving Camaros. Like, no, bro. Like, get you, get mm. you some more space. Like, it's unfair to your your kids. You know mm. what I'm saying? You want to be in luxury, but they not. Like, nah. Like, I'm gonna boss up and I'm gonna get that ninety thousand dollar whip because money is ever flowing. It's currency. It goes in, it goes out. I'm just about to control how much comes in as well as how much goes out. And I'm going to be very mindful of that every single day, every single week, month, year, and stay consistent for a longer time. And the results will happen. I'm 31 years old. I'm in this for... I'm working on 57-year-old Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. I ain't thinking about 31-year-old Lawrence because he good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So... It's just one of them things.
0: Definitely, definitely. I agree, bro. I always say, you know, one of the most important rules of finance is knowing what comes in and what goes out.
1: That's cash flow management, one-on-one.
0: Man. <laughs> so, I think what we need definitely to share some more, shed some more light on is insurance. My mm. generation, we don't think we need insurance, like life insurance, health insurance, all that. We're don't, we, we not into none of that. For so, sure. So tell, you know, my generation, the younger generation, why should we have insurance and why is it so important?
1: Absolutely. So one of the principles in the book is insurance is, is, is better to have it and not need it than to mm. need it and not have it. You okay. know what I mean? So in Ohio, like you can drive, you can get caught driving with no license. But if you got car insurance, <laughs> like they they, they is almost like you got it. Like that's mm. how crazy is. That's how important Car mm-hmm. insurance, is right. So car insurance is is good. And actually, if you have a car note, you need gap insurance as well because if the car get total, you still gonna be liable if you don't have that gap insurance for the remaining balance of that whip. So mm-hmm. getting gap insurance will help you if in case you know what I mean. That car that car is uh total. You mm-hmm. know you're you don't have the burden of having to get not only a new car, but if that new car costs you twenty thousand and you have fifteen thousand on this. Remaining on this old car, now you mm. still got dollars They gonna tack it on. So you don't want that. So you know what I mean, definitely car insurance is important. Life insurance is super important. Life insurance is if you die too young, right? Mm. So my my one-year-old has a has a life insurance. We added her to our, our life insurance policy. Because anything can happen, right? We're in COVID. The, yeah. the people who died of COVID. Did not plan on dying of COVID. <laughs> like that wasn't something that was like, oh man, like that. You know what I mean? It's it. it, it and it is what it is. So yeah. you have to. And and the earlier you get it, when you eighteen, the better because the rates are cheaper, right? You mm. get a term policy, get a thirty year term policy, get you three four hundred thousand dollars, and you're and you're good because. You don't have if if something happens to you now you can your your the people left behind can actually grieve the way that they need to grieve and not worry about doing a GoFundMe a fish fry sell your TV that you have like none of that like so it's important that we have insurance it's important we have health insurance it's important that we use our health insurance so Mm. we a lot of people have health insurance they don't use it go to the doctor go you know what I mean me I'm waiting for our chiropractors. They, they still work. I, I'm still searching for one. Mm. I got insurance. I'm about to use it. Like, I go to the doctor every year. I got a podiatrist. <laughs> like, I, I, I can go get yeah. my, my, my cousin. I mean, my best friend, she's a licensed massage therapist. Mm. My, my, my wife's insurance, we get a card that we can spend money on massages, glasses. These glasses was covered through insurance. I ain't pay mm-hmm. out of pocket at all. You know what I'm saying? So... It's important to have it man not because of anything but you gonna have to use it at one point in your life you know mm. what i mean
0: boss up get you some insurance get you some free massages and some Cartier phrase
1: <laughs> for sure that's how you do it man on somebody mm. else tab that's called opm that's right. other people's money
0: yes sir yes sir you already know so i'm gonna read you two quotes and you tell me which quote is more accurate in your opinion money can't buy happiness and more money more problems
1: The most accurate one is money can't buy happiness. I don't believe the more money, more problems. Like, Mm. I feel like the less, like, money exposes your problems probably more. But I don't think you get more problems. Just Like, Jeff Bezos ain't got more problems than me. Yeah. <laughs> like and if they do they it's it's problems with how he going to make more money. But that money can't buy happiness, man. That's true. Cuz I think the the most valuable things like to mm. me don't cost money, man. Like you look at the pictures behind me. That's all stuff that me and my kids did. Even though even over here, you know, the, one of them mm. is from my my daughters. You know, the dog is me and my son did. The mm. Nipsey. You feel me the Nipsey yeah. behind me. Me and my son did that. My my son drew Nipsey. You feel me? Yeah. I did the background. I did the Crenshaw. You know what I'm saying? We collab these Jordan, mm-hmm. like me doing these Jordans. Like that's I, I spent time with my son doing that, so mm-hmm. I can pay a hundred thousand dollars for an art piece in ten years. It'll never be more valuable than them. You know what I'm saying? That's, so
0: that's powerful, right there. That
1: that's that stuff like that. I got more money in my bank account now than I did before COVID that ain't, that don't equal happiness for me. You know what I'm saying? What well, equal happiness is me being able to execute on the ideas that I have. Me mm-hmm. being able to sell, like selling one invest in black women's shirt is more than me getting a raise when I was working in corporate America. Like, mm-hmm. because I, I, you know what I mean? That was an idea that went from here to me actually making the transaction. So it ain't the money, it's the execution for me it's the Mm -hmm. family it's the it's the love you know what i mean it's the it's these conversations right here right like when Mm -hmm. i look back at 2020 who i connected with will be way more important than how much money i made
0: you
1: know what i'm saying so
0: that's that's my
1: answer for sure
0: I love it, man. I agree 100%. Man, I appreciate your time. You know, thanks for joining us on FY Fly Podcast. Man, let the audience know where they can reach you. Any final words, man? Go ahead. Absolutely, man.
1: So I'm on all social media platforms at Lawrence Kane Jr. You can follow the business pages as well, Abundance University. You can, again, if you need financial coaching, go to AbundanceUniversity.net. You can check out the, the, the apparel, the books, the financial coaching, what we're doing in the community. And then if we, we have an online platform through Patreon where we all of the different videos that and lessons that we've talked about today, we have mm. videos for that on there. So you can go to patreon.com slash Abundance University. If you're a student listening to this, you can get in for $5 a month if you're an adult. You get in at $10 a month. So still still going to be cheaper than going to the club or, or buying buy them uh, fresh kicks. You feel me? Man.
0: After y'all finish listening to this episode, be sure to go check out the Abundance University podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Appreciate you being here, man. For real. I
1: appreciate you, good brother. This was man. good, man. This was yes, good. Keep, keep doing what you do, bro.
0: Now we're going to take it back to Remy G and me for one of our favorite segments called Did You Know? Let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back to FYI Fly the podcast. Y'all know what time it is. or Maybe y'all don't. But me and General G finna let y'all know. Did you know 69% of seniors graduating with a four-year degree in 2019 had student loan debt?
2: Did you know in 2019 there were 43 million student loan borrowers in the U.S.?
0: Did you know? In 2020, student loans reached a record of $1.6 trillion.
2: Did you know? In the U.S., student loan debt is now the second highest consumer debt category.
0: Did you know? The average student loan debt is $32,000.
2: Did you know? The average monthly payment on the student loan debt was $393.
0: In conclusion, man, y'all know we got to leave y'all with some actionable items. So when y'all done listening to this podcast, if you're thinking about going to college and you don't have a full ride, what you should have is a plan.
2: And even if you're in school or graduated, same goes for you. Come up with a plan on how you're going to pay down that debt.
0: No cap. Because those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Student debt or any type of debt will literally rob you of the wealth we are all trying to build. So if there's a way to avoid that debt, do that. If not, let's make a plan and make a play. Simple as that. Stay safe.
2: Stay invested.
0: And stay fly. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI F-L-I Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly. But don't y'all go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned. as each week here on FYI Fly. We like to give an independent artist a place to shine and gain some exposure. This week we have We All Bleed Red by Coyote. Let's get it.
2: If I should die today, I pray to good Lord my soul to take. Why these guns stay pointing my face? If your angels watching over me. We all bleed red, we all born in the sin, no different than him. Uh. Police treat us different based on the skin. Uh. Commit the same crime, we get different times. Tell us retreat, go back to the house. You get a slap on the wrist, I'm here with a fine Another someday that could have been mine. Here with a charge, they raising the bond. Another lost soul, no hope in his eyes.